Well, hey, everybody, it's Adam Shell, the pastor at Melbourne Heights, and welcome to our sermon podcast. In this episode's sermon, we're wrapping up our first sermon series of 2020. And over the last few episodes, we've been talking about how we can make God the main thing in our lives this year. And we can do that by seeking God first and foremost and by letting God produce his fruit in our lives and by chasing after people who are far from God. But this episode is where the rubber meets the road. In this episode sermon, we're talking about the choice that we all have to make. A choice between making God the main thing in our lives or a choice to keep living like we have been. So let's listen to this episode sermon and we'll be inspired to make God the main thing in our lives this year. So a few weeks ago, when we started into the series, talking about how we can make God the main thing in our lives this year, I told you that I don't really make New Year's resolutions. But that hasn't always been the case. There have been a few times in the course of my life when I have made a New Year's resolution. And one of those days has happened for me on New Year's Day 2011, so nine years ago. But the resolution that I made on New Year's Day 2011 wasn't something that I just came up with on the top of my head as 2010 was rolling over into 2011. The resolution that I made that day was something that I had been thinking about for months. And it all started on one Sunday morning in 2010 when Ashley and I were getting ready to go to church that day. And just to show you how long ago all of this was, I was still serving as the pastor at my previous church. And at that point in time, I still wore suits and ties to church on Sunday morning. So it's been a while, okay? But it's an important detail to this story that we'll get into a little bit more. Because I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but when you wear a suit and a tie, before you put on the tie you have to button up the top button of your collar. But on that particular Sunday morning, I was having a tough time getting the top button on my collar to button. So after struggling with that button for a few minutes and getting at least a little bit red in the face, I looked over at Ashley and I told her, the next time that we go out to Kohl's or JCPenney's or wherever, I need to buy some button extenders for my shirts. Now, just in case you have no idea what a button extender is, we have a picture of it that we'll put up on the screen for you right now. Okay, a a button extender is essentially a rubber band with an extra button on the end, and you loop the rubber band around one side over the button that's on your shirt, and then you can pull the, the button on the end of the rubber band to the other side. So basically, it just makes your collar a little bit bigger. And even though I wasn't ready to admit it on that particular Sunday morning, I needed that extra room in the collar of my shirt because I had put on more than a little bit of weight over the years leading up to that Sunday morning. But I didn't want to think of myself on that Sunday in 2010 as somebody who had a problem with his weight. Because in the back of my mind, I still like to think of myself in 2010 as the high school athlete that I was 10 years earlier when I was 190 pounds of pretty much pure muscle. But in 2010, my high school days had been over with for more than a decade. And my, I, my idea of exercise in 2010 was nothing like what it was when I was playing football and running track and doing things like that. My idea of exercise in 2010 was walking from the couch in the living room to the refrigerator in the kitchen to get myself a snack. 
And when I went to get my sna- myself a snack, it wasn't like I was eating anything healthy, okay? The closest thing I came to eating a vegetable in those days was when I had a piece of carrot cake. I wasn't a very healthy guy in those days. But realizing on that Sunday morning that I needed a button extender just to make shirts that I had owned for years still fit got me thinking about my health. And not long after that Sunday morning, I found myself standing in front of a mirror that looked something like this one that I've got over here. And I had to think about what I saw when I looked at my reflection. I had to think about what I saw when I took a long, hard look in that mirror. And when I took a long, hard look in that mirror, I realized that I didn't like what I saw. I didn't like what I saw reflected back to me. When I looked in that mirror, I didn't see that 190-pound high school athlete anymore. I saw someone who weighed over 260 pounds, somebody whose belly was starting to lap over my belt, somebody who got winded by walking up a flight of stairs. And as I looked in that mirror that day, I had a choice that I needed to make. I had a choice. I I could choose to go on ignoring what I saw in that mirror like I had been doing for years as I slowly added on all of this weight and I could keep living like nothing was wrong or I could admit that I wasn't the person that I wanted to be. And then I could actually do something about it. So I decided to do something about it. So on New Year's Day 2011, I made myself a New Year's resolution. And I resolved that year that I was going to eat healthier, that I was going to exercise more, and that I was going to lose 45 pounds that year. So on New Year's Day, like we talked about a few weeks ago, I dove in head first into this resolution. I started counting calories and made sure that I limited my daily intake to about 2,200 calories each day. And I started exercising. Now remember, at this point in time, my idea of exercise was walking from the couch to the refrigerator, and I got winded going up a flight of stairs, so I couldn't do a whole lot right out of the gate. But what I committed to doing was spending about a half an hour every day getting fit by playing the Wii Fit. Anybody guys ever play Wii Fit? actually worked. It started helping a little bit. And within a few months, I was no longer playing video games to get in better shape. I was out running. And by March of that year, I was competing in my first 5K. And the weight, it started to come off. So by the end of May 2011, I had actually lost all of those 45 pounds that I resolved to lose over the course of the entire year. And I felt better than I had felt in years. Now, you can look up at the stage right now and you can tell that I haven't kept off all 45 pounds over the years. And the weight did start coming back on Uh, slowly, because like in June of 2011, Ashley and I, we took our first vacation to Disney World, and I got back into some bad eating habits when I was at Disney World, because they have really good dessert, and I just, I don't have willpower sometimes, okay? Uh, And not long after we got back from our Disney vacation, that's when we found out that we were pregnant, and I put on a little bit of baby weight to go along with that pregnancy. But right now, Nine years later, I'm still down about 30 pounds from where I was all those years ago. I'm now training to run in my third half marathon, 13.1 miles, when I couldn't even go up a flight of step before, and I've even learned to like vegetables. Yeah. (laughs) But it all started 
by standing in front of a mirror and taking a long, hard look at myself and realizing that I had a choice. Now, like I said at the beginning of this morning's sermon, over the last few weeks, we've been talking about what we need to do to make God the main thing in our lives this year. And here's what we've learned together over the last few weeks. We've learned that to make God the main thing in our lives, that we have to seek God first and foremost. That we have to go after, chase after God with everything that we have. And we've learned that, that in order to make God the main thing in our lives, that we have to let God change us from the outside, from the inside out, and to produce in us the fruit that He wants us to produce in our lives. And we've learned that if we want to make God the main thing in our lives, that we have to chase after the same people that God chases after. But now that you have all of that information, it's time for you to take a look at yourself in the mirror and make a decision to make a choice, to make a choice about whether you're going to make God the main thing in your life this year or not. And just so we're crystal clear about the choice that you need to make, I just want to share with you the way that James, who is one of Jesus' brothers, explains this choice in a letter that he writes to some of the very first people who had committed themselves to making God, to making Jesus the main thing in their lives. So if you will, go ahead and grab your Bible with me and turn to James chapter 1. In James chapter 1, and as you're finding it, let me just tell you a little bit more about this letter that James writes. In this letter, James is writing to people who believe in Jesus that live all across the Roman Empire. And since James is writing to such a broad audience, his letter looks different than any of the other letters that you're going to find in the New Testament. That's because most of the other letters that you find in the New Testament, they were written to specific people who who were worshiping in specific churches, and those churches were facing specific problems. But that's not what happens in the letter that James writes. Instead of addressing specific issues that specific people are facing in specific churches, what James is doing is passing on his wisdom about how we can all be better followers of Jesus in our lives. So let's take a look at James chapter 1, and let's see the choice that James presents to these early Christians. We'll start reading together in verse 22. Here's what James says. He says, you must be doers of the word, and not just hearers who mislead themselves. Those who hear but don't do the word are like those who look at their faces in the mirror. They look at themselves and then they walk away and they immediately forget what they were like. But they are those who study the perfect law, the law of freedom, and continue to do it. They don't listen and then forget, but they put into practice they hear in their lives, and they'll be blessed in whatever they do because of it. So over the last few weeks, as we've been talking about how to make God the main thing in our lives, we've heard what it takes. We've heard what it takes to make God the main thing in our lives. To make God the main thing in our lives, we have to seek God first and foremost. We have to let God produce His fruit in our lives and through our lives, and we have to chase after the people that God chases after like Jesus did when Jesus walked this earth. But what James is telling us in this passage of Scripture is that hearing this message isn't enough. Hearing this message isn't enough. 
It's not enough to just hear what we need to do. James wants us all to know that you aren't making God the main thing in your life by just listening to a couple of sermons to start the new year. James wants you to know that if you really want to make God the main thing in your life, then you have to put what you've heard into practice. If you want to make God the main thing in your life, then you have to put what you've heard over the last few weeks into practice. But you know what? I have a feeling you already knew that. The truth is, over the last three weeks, you probably haven't heard anything that you didn't already know. You already know that God is supposed to be the main thing in your life. You already know that. You already know that you're supposed to chase after God with everything that you have. You know that. You already know that if you're chasing after God with everything that you have, that God is going to start changing you on the inside and producing His fruit in your life. You know that. And you know that if you're chasing after God, that you're supposed to be helping people who are far from God right now. What we've heard over the last three weeks, it hasn't been radical or revolutionary. You know this stuff. None of it has been brand new. And neither is what we heard James say just a minute ago, this morning. We all know that just hearing this stuff again, it isn't enough to make God the main thing in our lives. Same thing was true for me nine years ago when I made that New Year's resolution to lose some weight. Nine years ago, when I made that resolution to lose weight, I already knew what I needed to do to accomplish that goal. Because even though we try to complicate weight loss in American culture today by coming up with a million different dietary plans and ideas, from cutting carbs to counting calories to eating like you're a caveman, losing weight really comes down to one thing. You just have to burn off more calories than you consume. But just knowing that information in my head nine years ago, it wasn't enough. For me to make the change that I needed to make in my life, I had to realize that I had a problem. I had to realize that I was becoming dangerously unhealthy. And then I actually had to do something to change my behavior. And same thing's true for us. Same thing is true for us when it comes to making God the main thing in our lives this year. It's not hard to know how to seek God first. We all know that we should chase after God with everything that we have. We know that we should chase after God all the time and not just when it's convenient for us. We all know that we should see a change in our lives if God is the main thing in our lives. And we all know, we all know that we should be helping other people if we are seeking God. But there's a difference between knowing how to seek God and actually seeking God. There's a difference between knowing how to be a follower of Jesus and actually seeking Jesus. There's a difference between saying that you're a Christian and actually doing what a Christian does. There's a difference between knowing how to seek God and really seeking God in your lives. So nine years ago, when I took a look at myself in that mirror, I made the decision that I was going to do something. I was going to live differently so that I could lose some weight and become healthier. And it started after I took a long, hard look in a mirror. And that's what I want us to do this morning. That's what I want you to do this morning. 
I want you to take a look at yourself in this mirror. I want you to take a look at yourself in this mirror and not worry about how your hair looks, not worry if your collar is straight, not worry if you have an extra 10 pounds that you need to drop this year. I want you to look at this mirror, and I want you to think about where you're at in your relationship with God right now. Because there are people sitting in the sanctuary right now that are in the same place that I was nine years ago when it came to my weight. When you look in this mirror, you're still tricking yourself into seeing how you were years and years ago in your relationship with God. But maybe you need to look in this mirror today and see that you have a problem. Maybe you need to look in this mirror today and see that your faith has gotten a little out of shape over the years. And if you don't do something about that, then you're going to be facing some big problems in your relationship with God. So take a look in this mirror. Take a look in this mirror this morning, and as you look in this mirror, I want you to ask yourself if you're really seeking God. Are you really seeking God? Or are you only seeking God when it's convenient for you? I want you to look yourself in this mirror, and I want you to ask yourself if you really want God to be the main thing in your life. And not only this year, but every single day of your life. Or are you going to keep putting other things ahead of God in your life? I want you to look yourself in the eye in this mirror. I want you to see what's really there. And I want you to realize that as you see yourself in this mirror, that you have a choice you can make. You have a choice to make. You can do what James talked about in the passage of Scripture that we just read this morning. And you can look yourself in this mirror and walk away. Completely forget what you saw as you looked here. That's what I did for years and years when it came to my weight. I'd see myself in the mirror and then I'd walk away trying to forget as quickly as I could what was reflected back at me. Or you can look in this mirror and you can see where you're really at with God. You can see if God is is not the main thing in your life. And you can use this morning as that invitation to do something about it. Use what you've heard as an inspiration to start changing your life. Because we all know what we need to do if we want our lives to matter. We all know that the only thing that can be the main thing in our lives is God. But you have to make the choice. You have to make the choice if God is really going to be the main thing in your life or not. Let's pray together. God, as we come together in this time of prayer, you know that what we've heard over the last few weeks, it hasn't been radically different or revolutionary for us. Deep down, God, we all know what it means to seek you. We all know that you are supposed to be the main thing in our lives all the time. God, you also know that we let other things get in the way. We stray away from you 
make other priorities. And you keep falling farther and farther down the list. So God, my prayer for all of us this morning is that as we stood and we looked in this mirror, that we saw where we're at in our relationship with you. And God, my prayer is that we don't forget what we've seen. If there are people in this room that are drifting away from you, God, I pray that you help them to realize that right now so that they recommit themselves to making you the main thing in their lives all over again. God, don't let another day of our lives go by where we put you on the back burner, make you secondary. Let today be the day that we all make you the main thing in our lives. We pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, it's Adam again, and thank you for listening to this episode of our sermon podcast. And as you've listened, I hope that you've been challenged to take a long, hard look in the mirror and see if you're really making God the main thing in your life. And I also hope that when you take that look in the mirror, that you don't forget what you see, but that you use it as inspiration to keep growing closer to Jesus. Now, in our next episode, we'll be starting into a brand new series of sermons where we'll be exploring the story of Joshua and the people of Israel as they entered into the promised land. And through their story, we're going to be encouraged to be strong in our faith and trust that God is with us no matter what. That episode will drop next Sunday afternoon, and if you subscribe to our podcast, it'll be sent straight to your favorite podcasting app. Now, be praying for you guys this week, and we will see you back here next Sunday for another sermon podcast.